the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. 6.05 on a Tuesday night. I will tell you the truth, folks. It's Arthur Idala here on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. You know, what happens when you work on the weekends, it's amazing because you have a, a clock inside of you. And when you work on the weekends, there's some downtime. Well, when you don't work, there's downtimes like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday seem the same. For me, I don't know. This seems like Wednesday or Thursday because I worked Saturday and Sunday, so my head is spinning. I have a fantastic guest in the studio. Uh, before I get to our, our guest, I, as a personal note, I want to thank my cousin Dean who ran out to my house, which apparently has no heat, and uh, he's sitting there waiting for the uh, the boiler fix-it man to come. So, cousin Dean, we love you. Thank you. And a bottle of Brunel de Montalcino will be in your hands over the weekend, and thank you for not letting my pipes freeze. 42 to Nine was the vote of the New York City Council to override the veto of Mayor Eric Adams, despite a lot of backroom dealing, despite a lot of um, probably begging and pleading and and I don't know horse trading. Um, so I have a great guest here, uh, and <clears throat> I don't know him well. But any man who is secure enough and handsome enough to walk the streets of New York City wearing a fedora and a burgundy one at that, well, then he's all right by me. Uh, anyone who has been a New Yorker and knows how to read knows who Steve Quozo is. Um, the first question I want to ask Steve, we're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about his career. But I've lived in Brooklyn my whole life. I'm not exactly sure where the Ocean Hill section of Brooklyn is. That like a Williamsburgish thing? Oh come on, no Williamsburg. <laughs> I know. Well, where's Ocean Hill? Oh, Arthur, please. Ocean Hill. It's the most. First of all, it's in sort of central Brooklyn, uh, southern eastern Brooklyn. It's just to the west of East New York. It's just to the south of Bushwick. It's just to the slightly to the west of. Uh, okay, so you get Steve, the idea. Steve, you're known. You're, you're known <laughs> as being a straight shooter. When you were growing up, did you guys call it Ocean Hill? No. My family always told me that we, were, we lived in East New York. Okay. I don't know well, why. Thank and then you later, very much. later, they amended that to Bushwick. And I, I suspect it had nothing to do with class <clears throat> distinctions. I think they just didn't know where they were. And, you know, <laughs> but it's the most misnamed neighborhood in maybe the world because, think, Ocean There's no Ocean There's no place in the world <laughs> that feels farther removed from any body of water than Ocean Hill. And it's flat as a board. 
So, go so Steve, let, before I'm, we're gonna we're gonna do this a little backwards. We're gonna talk about what current events, and then we'll take a break, and then we're gonna talk a little about you and your career at the New York Post, which is a storied career, going back to the days of Abe Hirschfeld. Um, Forty-two to nine. Way back before that. I'm yeah, sorry, uh, you're sorry. right. Yeah, I, I am aware. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to date you because you look so young, especially with that good-looking fedora. Uh, I'm uh, forty-two to nine. Six Republicans and three quote-unquote common sense caucus Democrats uh, were part of the nine voted to um, overturn Mayor Adams' veto regarding two things: regarding um, uh, regarding the solitary confinement and this like stop and write down everything that somebody says to you law by the by the cops so steve quozo you have covered the city of new york for decades for generations actually now what do you have to say about this well i'm not going to talk about rikers because it's not really my field of knowledge or expertise but the business with the police city council sounds like a football score 42 to 9 right if it was a super bowl score you would say one team was blown out of the water and in this case, it was I mean, the, the public, the people of New York who were blown out of the water. And, uh, you know, the mayor did everything he could to uh, get his uh, veto through. Uh, but he was defeated because most of the city council is a far left. It's a far left body. Right. And, and they will not say they will never admit, oh, they say we don't want to defund the police because they know that they've lost on that. But. They're looking for ways and finding ways to sort of nibble away at police protocol every way they can, to cramp the style of the NYPD and make it harder for the police to do their jobs. So why, why is the city council a far-left body? Because that was not always the case. Because they were elected. And because the Democratic Party is, uh, Republicans have almost no say in this city, uh, or state for that matter, never mind that Rudy Giuliani was a Republican and Mike Bloomberg was a Republican at the start of his t first term. Um, but the, the public, the truth is, has become more and more uh, 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 left over time. And that's just the way it is. The Democrats run very disciplined, properly uh, uh, funded campaigns, and the Republicans don't, and the independents don't. And so... Uh, you've got now this uh, a body of legislators who um, don't like the police at all. Their entire mindset is oriented toward equity, diversity, um, all this sort of uh, stuff, and uh, without re regard or respect for what police actually do and why they're so desperately needed. I think if you go to the neighborhoods that have the highest rate of rates of crime in the city, and there are only a handful, and mainly in the Bronx and parts of uh, uh, Brooklyn, you will find there that the man on the street, woman on the street, uh, supports the police department enthusiastically. Right, because they're the ones who are the most at risk. Just so people know, it was 42 to 9. They needed 34 to overturn. So it was, um, <clears throat> you know, they were off by eight votes. I know... Uh, that they were trying very hard to get those eight votes. I know not only Eric Adams, but those around him. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, Steve, so I have a little bit more time towards the end of the show. Uh, you wrote a column lately that got a lot of traction, saying that you think Eric Adams is the best person to um, stay in that job. I definitely want you to tell our listeners here at AM 970 the answer, why you think so. Your first mayor was who, Mayor Bean? 
What do you mean, my first? Well, that you really, that you really, you know, had your fingers on the pulse of. When I was a baby, I think my first mayor must have been Mayor. Well, no, Okay, yeah, right. You know who I'm talking about, right? But the first one you covered was it Beam or was it Lindsay? No, I mean I remember Mayor Lindsay very well, and Mayor Beam, and and how he nearly brought the city into a train wreck of near bankruptcy. I can already tell you, folks, I can spend two days with Steve Quozo. We're going to take a quick break right here. We're going to bang out a couple of commercials. We're going to come back. We have a short show. That's why I'm so frustrated um, because there's a uh, basketball game on tonight. But uh, we'll be here at least until 630. So don't go away. We'll be right back. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country, to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform, to be a soldier, to serve abroad. When and where duty calls, we are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We are always ready. We are always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here to talk to you about Bay Ridge Honda, run by the fantastic Sabah family. The Sabah family that I have known since my dad walked in there in 1980 and bought a Honda Accord for my grandfather. My sister's gotten cars there. My brother-in-law has gotten cars there. And you know why? Because the Sabah family makes you feel like you're part of their family. Bay Ridge Honda has New Year's deals. You know, we all make New Year's resolutions. Quit smoking, get more sleep, drink less. How about a New Year's resolution of a new car? At Bay Ridge Honda, they have brand new 2024 Hondas under MSRP, and they're offering lease loyalty bonuses. Finance rates are available. No payments until March of 2024. Best prices around. They will offer you top dollar for your trade-in. So visit the Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare Rx, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Michael Rosario from St. Anthony's Neurology Group in St. Petersburg, Florida. CIDP, which is the acronym for Chronic Inflammatory Demyelinating Polyradiculoneuropathy, is an autoimmune disease in which our own immune system creates antibodies that target and attacks the nerve's outer covering called myelin. Damage to this protective covering causes interruption in nerve signal leading to nerve dysfunction. When the nerves do not work well, we call that neuropathy. CIDP is one of many types of neuropathies. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? The cost of a nursing home is $500 a day, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic. Just call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys have been doing this for 40 years. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing that you could be going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718 718- 
248-6500 with offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. The time to act is now, so don't wait and call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you speak with them, you'll be glad that you did. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Well, if there's someone who loves the city as much as I do, it's my guest, Steve Quozo. Happy birthday, by the way, to Phil Collins. That's Genesis you're listening to. 73 years old, Phil Collins, the drummer of Genesis. is, And uh, in the words of uh, my Yiddish friends, he's a little shangad. If you see him lately, he's riddled with uh, arthritis. Steve Quozo, uh, someone... My law firm represents Rudy Giuliani in the case in Georgia. We're very close with him. Um, I think he saved this city twice, once from crime and once after 9-11. But that was a long time ago. And you and I were just talking about the city council and the makeup of the city council. We could talk about the makeup of the uh, the prosecutors in this nation, in this, this city. Everyone says, oh, if Rudy Giuliani was here right now, crime would be wiped off the map here in the city of New York. Steve Quozo, tell me about that. <laughs> sure it would. Sure it would. So Rudy Giuliani, in my view, is properly hailed as a hero for what he did in terms of reversing crime in the 1990s. 30 when, years ago. One year we had uh, over 2,000 murders. I forget the exact number. And today we have, thanks mainly to Rudy's and, and later to Mike Bloomberg's efforts, uh, under 400 murders in the city last year. He had advantages that poor Eric Adams can only dream of, or rather, Eric Adams has disadvantages that Rudy could not have imagined in his nightmares. In, in Giuliani's time as mayor, and even beyond that, into Bloomberg's, we did not have anything like the wokeocracy, as I call it, that we have now. Eric Adams has to deal with bail reform, which of course is not bail reform, it's an excuse to not keep, not arrest people. Um, not hold them. Um, we have to, he has to deal with at least one major DA, the DA of Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, who basically doesn't want to prosecute anybody. Unless, of course, uh, if you shoot someone in self-defense who tried to kill you, as, as Bragg tried to do with some poor guy in one of the bodegas. Um, he didn't, we, we represent him as well. Giuliani <laughs> didn't have to deal with um, uh, city council that is uh, so far left it's crazy as evidenced in this 42 to 9 he had today. Peter Vallone who he, was you know basically passed away right uh, well, no his son passed oh son passed sadly away. tragically yeah. my age yeah. 56 but I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you yes but he had a city council who was backing him up in the fight yeah. against crime and a state legislature totally dominated by Democrats that uh, is you know they're all on the same team they hate the police they are extraordinarily opposed to investment to the middle class and to capitalism it seems and they are absolutely unwilling to allow any municipality in the state not only new york city to do what it needs to do in terms of law enforcement and so i think it's a remarkable testament to adams's skill and he's a very flawed mayor in many many ways no disputing that that he's managed to since he took over just barely two years ago reduced the number of murders and all the other major crimes significantly, with the sole exception of 
auto theft, grand larceny auto, which has, an, when you have a 190% increase in the number of uh, auto thefts over, t- over two years, of course, that's going to skew the entire m- major crimes data. But if you look at everything else, it's almost every category is down or flat. And I think it's a great thing. I don't know how he's done it. He changed police commissioners once. Well, he, he, um, he does have some great people. I mean, and I'm saying that to everyone knows their regulars on this show. Chief Chell is the chief of patrol. Chief Kemper is the chief of, chief of transit. Steve, I want to, before I lose you, for many years you wrote the real estate column for the New York Post. Real still do yeah. and still do yeah. and and it, you know I look right out this window across the street on Forty Fifth Street and towards the south and there are now three empty floors. Mm-hmm. Before COVID, those were three full floors. What is the status and and what advice do you give Eric Adams about the the the, the commercial real estate issues that were already in existence because of Amazon etc. before COVID. And now, where are we and where can we go and how could you help him? The, the office market, of course, is troubled in Manhattan, but it's not nearly in as bad shape as you might think if you read the New York Times, if you read some of the other, some of the real estate publications. Uh, and, uh, obviously it's troubled. There are going to be some landlords who end up, uh, 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 you know, bankrupt, wiped out, foreclosed. Um, however, I don't know the three, four specifically that you're talking about, but, uh, the truth is that office occupancy, physical occupancy, you know, work from home, all this, right, has uh, slowly but surely inched up from the, you know, two years ago, it was like 19% of offices, people were in the offices. Now, it's up to about 70% relative to 2019 figures. Uh, and uh, if you look at 6th Avenue, where I work, uh, and Park Avenue, these avenues are teeming with people all the time. On Park Avenue, there is almost no space available for rent. Nobody is going to be leasing large blocks of office space if uh, they were afraid that you know they're not going to have anybody in the office. So I think it's overstated. How much any mayor can do, I don't know. I think that the most valuable thing that, that Adams does for us is sets a very optimistic tone, as he did in his State of the City address. What did you think of his State of the City address? I loved it. I, I thought it was, yeah, oh, I know, he was vague on specifics, how it you know, brought up irrelevant things, things, you know, something about policing the Internet, I, uh, keeping kids safe from the Internet, whatever that was. Um, but, well, as a, guy, but, as a guy who's got two little kids, I mean, he, he's not off base about that. I don't but, know if he could do anything if, about it. If, you know, when de Blasio was mayor, every word out of his mouth was about how the city is in trouble and this and, and it's inequitous and, and all this. It's tale of two cities. Tale of two cities. I love the fact that Eric Adams speaks for one city. You know, we're all in this together. And I think that on a psychological, emotional level, I think that's the most valuable thing he can do to, uh, you know, restore confidence in in the office market and commercial so why why do you why did you in your article this weekend why did you pick him over uh, scott stringer well scott stringer when he was controller i mean look the guy is i i think i called him a a lefty lightweight or a lightweight lefty uh maybe that was a little unfair but uh we're not trying to be fair here (laughs) and you know um he is well as a journalist and 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 who's so well respected as you are aren't you trying to be fair when you write a column, of course not. Columns are opinion. News stories are another story. That's another. That, that's a matter of getting your facts right. Okay. Columnists are entitled to their opinions, and God knows in this city, we have many more opinions 
that are oh boy anti New York City than you know than and I, I will tell you it's refreshing to hear how how optimistic you are that's the biggest critique I get about this radio show is that I'm too positive I'm too uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious I'm too positive I'm too optimistic I'm too rah rah New York we're not going anywhere we're the greatest city in the world it seems like you're joining me to some degree on that uh, a lot I've been criticized that for supposedly being too optimistic in my uh, weekly uh, commercial real estate column but um well deal with it <laughs> because i think that inevitably the city comes back it doesn't matter whether it's 9-11 covid uh the city of new york has suffered what i regard as a biblical plague of catastrophes over the last 12 years and 9-11 the wall street crash of 2008 hurricane sandy we were the epicenter of covid for several months we had 801 people die in a single day in, in april of uh, 2020 where were you we, during covid um, i was you, there would you hunker did you hunker down were no, you writing no, were you working what no, were you doing i was home i was home and uh, how did andrew cuomo handle covid um he, the, for the march I and april terrible of. terrible performance where you know for many weeks and months he p persuaded many people myself among them that he was this compassionate empathetic you know, father figure to the state, doing everything he could to minimize did you the get, extent of did the you tragedy. Get sucked into All that? this time, yeah, he's a great performer, a great performer. And was much watched. He go. He won an Emmy. He was all, must watch. Yeah, television. and he wrote a book. All this time, he was writing a book about how great I am. All this time, he was uh, uh, unwittingly, I'm sure. Uh, condemning uh, people to death in nursing homes by his edict that the nursing homes had to take in COVID patients, even though nursing homes are so poorly managed anywhere in this country that they can barely handle a common cold, much less um, uh, anyone ever had anyone in a nursing home. So I only have knows. two minutes left. In your article, you basically say that Eric Adams is the person who you choose to lead the city. Well, among the Democrats. Uh, if, if the is there any, are there any Republicans floating around who could possibly get elected? Well, Curtis Sl Sleewood believes he is, and it's quite funny. After I wrote this piece on Sunday, I got a thousand emails, comments, everybody complaining. Yeah, but what about Curtis Sleewood? Why didn't you mention him? What have you got against Curtis? Well, I wasn't writing about Republicans. I was writing about the Democratic primary in whatever month it is in 20, next year. Um, we'll get to Curtis at some point. Well, I mean, the bottom, <laughs> the bottom line is Rudy Giuliani, when he became mayor, scooted in the skin of his teeth basically because of Staten Island and, and there was a special election there. And then Mark Green was going to win the mayoral election until 9-11 happened and Rudy Giuliani basically anointed uh, Mike Bloomberg. I am sadly, because of this basketball game, out of time. <laughs> Uh, but Steve is at 1211 6th Avenue in New York Post. He is a must-read. He is a New York character. And I will beg him. Maybe I'll entice him with a glass of Brunello next time he comes <laughs> back if it's after working hours. Steve, thank you so much for being here. You have really a deal. Appreciate thank it. you. Thanks you're, so you're much. You're a good right? man. You're Real a great pleasure. New Yorker. And I think guys like you and I and our positive outlook is the way to go as opposed to everything's horrible and this guy stinks and that one stinks. And let's let's look at the glass that you have and I have has full and not half empty. Great. All right, folks. Thank you. That is um, the end of the Author Idola Power Hour tonight on Tuesday, 626. I was in court. I was in the U.S. Attorney's Office. And tonight's late night Tuesday here at the law firm. So if you want to come by and say hello, we'll be here at least until 9 o'clock. See you.
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Fastec Industries helps with all of your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts, or construction and demolition debris. Fastec specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs, every corner of New Jersey, and now serving Westchester County. Fastec is the number one supplier of recycled products, the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials, and the number one provider of roll-off containers. Call Fastec today. Ask for Joe C. at 718-494-1600. That's 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container rental. Go online to F-A-Z-T-E-C-I-N-D.com for more information. Fastec Industries is now serving Westchester County. Fastec Industries is a DeFazio company. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. It's a new year and time for new resolutions. I'm sure you've already made yours. Going to the gym, spending more time with family, you know how it goes. But is there someone in your life that should really make a resolution for an upgrade to a new career? Why not tell them about court reporting? It's a career with tremendous opportunity and flexibility. They can work in courts. They can work in schools. They can even work from home. They work as much or as little as they want, and their earning potential is fantastic. The National Court Reporters Association says there are 5,000 openings for court reporters and not enough reporters to fill them. The NCRA is offering this free program called A to Z where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. Plaza College in Forest Hills, Queens is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu That's info at plaza P-L-A-Z-A college dot E-D-U. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.